0: It is the nineteenth of April, and I'm Buffy Gorilla on theconstantinvestor.com, and I'm speaking with Michael hannaberry one of our community members. Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm. Uh, I've uh, in my last uh, last year of work. I'm going to be retiring next year. I'm fifty nine now. I'll be turning sixty in March, so I think the uh, motivation for retiring at sixty is the. Uh, is the tax-free component of superannuation.
0: And what do you do, Michael? What have you been? Um, how how many years have you been working? Well,
1: I've been working in this uh, in, in my uh, in my field, in my emergency services, uh, for the last 32 years. So, I've got a reasonable uh, superannuation uh, uh, backing, I suppose. But I've been a big fan over the last 10 years of uh, salary sacrifice to uh, top up my superannuation. Great, and I'd recommend I'd recommend salary sacrifice to anyone for its obvious benefits of uh, building building wealth.
0: Walk me through what made you decide that salary sacrifice was a good decision for you.
1: Well, I had uh, some free cash, and uh, I downsized my house, and uh, I didn't uh, I had no mortgage, so I was lucky there. And as I said, I had the free cash, and the Labor government uh, was offering fifty thousand a year uh, maximum contributions. So I took full advantage of that. So for three or four years, I was heavily salary sacrificing, and then uh, unfortunately, uh, the limits have been downsized, pulled back to thirty five thousand. And now, uh, the start of the next financial year, it's only going to be only going to be twenty five thousand a year. So. That's going to be a bit of a uh uh disappointment because it should be all about uh building superannuation and not being a uh a drain on the federal budget but they, the federal uh government seemed to have different ideas about uh creating wealth after you retired mm.
0: how did it impact your you know everyday lifestyle going for that salary sacrifice
1: well for me personally yeah uh, not at all um I live a fairly, uh, fairly simple existence. Although I do like to uh, enjoy my uh, time at my cafe every day, and that uh, um, didn't, didn't impact at all, uh, I think, because uh, as I said, I, I, I have no children, and I've been very, pretty lucky in uh, some uh, aspects, and. Uh, no, it didn't impact my lifestyle at all. Oh
0: well, that's good. I
1: know. I know that people with a family, a family and a wife, and uh, two or three children, might uh, have trouble salary sacrificing um, to a large degree. But uh, I think even if it's salary sacrificing a small amount, it just builds up, compounds, and um, you know, over that certain period of time, you'll be surprised.
0: How often do you? I guess, engage with your super? Because I know Alan interviewed Karen Chester a few weeks ago, and she was talking about how most of Australia is disengaged with their
1: supers. I'm I'm very engaged. I don't move money around because I'm in a a defined benefit fund uh, with my employer. Uh, So any money, all all my contributions uh, through super, I can't uh, touch until I actually retire. But in my accumulation fund, which I salary sacrifice into, I can move from either 100% shares or high growth, growth balanced or cash, but I can't allocate into, um, into, into certain stocks. That's left up to my uh, S fund that I'm, that I'm a member of. I might say that the emergency, uh, I'm, I'm involved with the emergency services uh, fund, which is uh, the police, fire brigade, ambulance, mm-hmm. and all that sort of aspect. Um, so, uh, it's a fairly well-run fund. It's a what you might term an industry fund. And uh, I'm engaged with the uh, the uh, education consultants there, as they're termed, um, on a fairly regular basis. And I get a very close check on um, on my contributions and uh, in what I have control over, yes.
0: And what are you investing in with the control that you have in your super. Are you in growth?
1: I was 100% shares, uh, which uh, was, wasn't was a too bad a move, but 2015 was a terrible, terrible year, and it was a zero growth that year, and uh, um, I wasn't very impressed, and uh, so I shifted it to, a, not, not so defensive, but I shifted it just to growth and high growth, which is still fairly, uh, well, I don't mind taking a little bit of risk. Mm. I'm not that I'm, I'm conservative, but I don't mind taking a small risk. And uh, so I shifted it all out of 100 percent shares into, uh, uh, you know, like infrastructure and um, um, uh, airports and uh, shopping centers and uh, that sort of thing, and uh, and, uh, and uh, still shares as well.
0: Okay. And is it performing well yeah. in the infrastructure? Or are you pleased with your decision?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Although uh, this year, uh, it's been a good year all around for shares and uh, other uh, entities. All right.
0: Yeah. right. We'll just need yeah. to hang in there for one more year.
1: One more year. <laughs> one more year, I reckon.
0: <laughs> and you mentioned that you dabble in small stocks. Tell me a little bit I more did. about your oh, well. dabbling.
1: Well, I started dabbling when I first uh, was introduced to Alan a couple of years ago. Um and I dabbled in the small stocks, which I prefer to um, buy. Um, I got out of them after a while because I wasn't, uh, I was probably more concentrated on uh, my super. Um, now I've just gotten back into some small stocks um, with Constant Investor. I've uh, just dabbled in uh, some of the clean, clean uh, technology stocks. Like Carnegie Clean... um, What's it called? Carnegie...
0: Carnegie Clean Energy.
1: That's it, yeah. Mm. Carnegie Clean Energy. I'm dabbling in a bit of that. Okay. I listened to Alan's uh, interview the other week on um, hemp products and things like that. Yes. um, I'm just keeping one on some of the small stocks.
0: Have you moved into uh, the medical marijuana space?
1: I have. I've got them on a watch list as of yesterday, but uh, they didn't... Only uh, one out of the four has been, did okay yesterday, but uh, I mean, they've all had their run, I think. They've all been um, fairly um, on the growth side since they've been listed, so I'm probably coming at the wrong end, but we'll see what happens. I'll just keep a closer eye on them, Buffy.
0: And how long do you eye a stock before you're willing to make the move into it? What's your research oh, strategy?
1: Sometimes it gotta sometimes be immediate. <laughs> Sometimes it's going to be straight away after the tip. Oh, yeah.
0: any hot tips yeah. that you've received that have paid off for you?
1: Um, I'll explain some reasonable stocks. Now, I, I, won't say, I won't say there's been that many that have, that have paid off. I won't mention some of the bad ones. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> a safe, <laughs> not, well, it's one, a safe space, in Michael. Listed anymore. Uh, okay.
0: It's a safe space.
1: I, yeah. <laughs> safe space.
0: Yes, it's just between you and me and whoever's listening oh, okay. to the community. Mean, no. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Well,
1: I did invest in Dick, Dick Smith, but anyway, never ah,
0: mind. Well, yeah. I, as a non-Australian, I feel that I can't judge that investment.
1: No, you probably wouldn't be aware of it.
0: So, but I
1: did mention it. The other night when I was with the group and a couple of the boys did, uh, ears did prick up. Yeah. So they obviously invested in it as well. Yes.
0: Yeah, so they probably all have a few corkers in their, in their portfolios yeah. as well. Shouldn't yeah, be yeah. you oh, yeah. That's
1: right. You can't, you can't have a hundred percent strike rate.
0: <laughs> so where does your interest in investment come from? Cause you seem really passionate about oh, it.
1: I do. I mean, I don't know. Uh, just in the last 15 years, I suppose, um, I've always been a keen follower of, uh, reading business section of the papers and um, following the comment uh, on TV and when Alan had his show on Channel 2 on the Sunday mornings, I used to always tune in there. I think it was the business show he had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it gets down to uh, um, how you relate with the person who you talk, who, who you're listening to as well and uh, I think it's quite easily easy to uh, spend an hour or so listening to Alan talk
0: definitely. Is he the only person uh, you look to for advice or do you go outside of the Kohler No, I really don't. No, no. um, Well,
1: I do. I mean, I, no, he's the only one uh, that I, uh, I mean, I love Ross Giddens in the age, uh, but he's just, uh, he's, he's giving comment. He's not uh, talking about stocks as such. I mean, I always liked uh, Stephen Bartholomew, 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 when he was writing with the age and uh, God And, um, other, other people as well. James Kirby. I'm a big fan of James. So I always love the, uh, the Money Cafe every Friday. Yeah. So it's a small group of uh, guys who are fairly, uh, fairly pretty well connected in the, in the Australian community too, aren't they?
0: So will you continue working at your investments after retirement? Will this become a, more of well, a lifestyle for you?
1: Well, I, I I I do trust my super fund to make my choices, but uh, you know I might set aside a small amount to uh, dabble, and if I start having more wins, I might be more inclined to 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 to, uh, to gamble on the stock market. But uh, I'd rather leave that to the professionals, to be honest.
0: And what yeah. will you do in your retirement? What's the big plan? Well, I do
1: volunteer work. I've got volunteer work as well that I do, and uh, other bits and pieces, and. Uh, but I live I a fairly low uh, – uh, I kick my head down, Buffy. I, I, I have a very quiet life I spent down here on the Brayside.
0: Well, Michael, thank you very much for your time.
1: It's okay, Buffy.
0: <laughs> I've been talking to Michael Hanaberry on Community Catch-Up on theconstantinvestor.com.